try. <laughs> Ice to meet you. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. People I hope always you forget don't about Let's cold. Kick. People always forget about Let's Kick Some Ice because it's real bad. <laughs> but so like bad. you should remember it because it's like you it makes you pine for chill out. Like yeah. chill out is so much it better. It seems than your reception to my puns is frosty. <laughs> it's also his favorite menu item at hey, Wendy's. Aaron, frosty, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So, Kelsey, as you can tell, has left the podcast. Uh, Goodbye forever. As you can tell, has left the podcast. Merritt jumps out the window. Kelsey jumps out the window. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, nice ground floor one. I'm out. Like, those windows are hella big, too. So you can straight up just jump out of them. I mean, so. it looks like you just slide it. I'm jumping out. You can just slide it open. No. Um, I'm jumping through that. Why? That's expensive. Uh, welcome to Low Armor Cast, an actual play D&D podcast about three kids in a trench coat trying to solve a mystery, except those kids are actually small-sized creatures, and that mystery... Nope. <laughs> so close. So I did this successfully for so many of them. <laughs> welcome to Low Armor Cast, an actual play D&D podcast about three kids in a trench coat trying to solve a mystery, except those kids are actually small-sized creatures, and that trench coat is actually a giant suit of combat armor. My name is Steve, I will be your game mommy, and I am joined by a bunch of squid people that are trying to distract me and fuck me up on the intro. Say hello, a bunch of squid people that are trying to distract me and fuck hello, me up on the intro. Hello, squid people. Hello. Hello. Bunch of squid people there trying to distract me and fuck me up on the intro. Aaron, you get a point of inspiration, yes. uh, which you already had, so you cannot <laughs> yeah. wait. Did you? Did you have it? I, yeah, yep, I've you had do. one. You've had one. And, uh, uh, this is the special crossover episode where uh, all the players are played by Splatoon characters. <laughs> Let's uh, introduce ourselves. We're going to start uh, with... Uh... Hey, everybody. This is Ron Leota on the radio on 107.9 the wave coming up next we have a new hit single from elton john well hello there <laughs> hello hello this is triple a ron <laughs> and i'm playing scratch i am this is kelsey <laughs> what i, I play merrick cream cake can i can i have some supper <laughs> if if only my players would put the amount of effort they put in, in bullshit into their characters, the quality. Excuse me, sir. Can I be part of the bit, too? Yeah. yeah. What? What? I, I, would like, I would like some more of this bit. A bit some more. Uh, <sighs> for, right. for the listeners at home, Steve <laughs> was just rubbing his eyes. And... Uh, all right, it was a facepalm eye rub, yeah. which is which is an With advanced facepalm. Kelsey playing Merritt. The I'm just gonna start introducing. I'm sorry. You. That was an advanced facepalm, Governor. <laughs> With Kelsey as Merritt. The goblin fighter with Ron as Tama, the failing bard with Aaron as Scratch, the short stack tabaxi artificer. 
We are back in the world of the fold. Don't you the take Conan. our voices away from us, Steve? Uh, <laughs> I would like you to. <laughs> hey, I introduced myself. Oh, you know your game, Mother Steve I, Kelsey. I it's nice works. to bring the game to you. <laughs> hey, bruv, we got this game, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Oh. So you know how I'm really uh, Anyone listening to this knows that I'm real bad at accents I'm very bad at them I'm very inconsistent I don't understand how they work I would like to blame my half-deafness But in reality it's just because I'm extremely American mm-hmm. However However I would gladly abdicate All of my running of this game <laughs> If one of you would commit now to just doing that as your character voice the whole time. It doesn't matter which one. We already tried at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, we Remember did. Remember yeah, yeah. had an accent for like three episodes, two episodes? I think it was two. Yeah, um, uh, yeah it didn't work out. And we decided anyway. no. And much like the Scarlet Witch just faded into obscurity. Yeah. Yeah. The accent, not the character. Yeah. She's yeah. doing fine, I hear, at a TV show. I don't know. Uh, let's get into the recap of what happened on last episode. Um, we're just gonna we're just gonna plow forward, folks. This is, there's not even a good reason for this. Like I can't be like, oh, it's super hot today. Like it's a little warm. I'm a little sticky, but like normal amounts of day to day stickiness, not Ew. not abnormal. Yeah, that, that that's going on, on Twitter. As a quote, normal amounts of day-to-day stickiness. I mean, well, it's... when we last left our heroes, <laughs> they had gotten themselves into a real thick pudding. <laughs> Just a whole mess of pud. <laughs> oh, they were neck deep in the billy this time. <laughs> the pit crew started off the episode with a, you know, polite, normal, and congenial conversation with the governess, uh, Loretta Maldonis. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was perfectly normal mm-hmm. uh the governess lives in a giant palace uh at the top of the sky spire um disgusting opulence would probably go to space if she could yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes quite wealthy um basically revealing to the pit crew that she knew almost everything that was going on and not so veiledly threatening them um well not directly threatening them uh then uh the pig crew and wilton went to a safe house under a butcher's um to discuss things and also prevent themselves from being scried upon and such so they could have a truly private conversation at that point they got real panicked about what to do here (laughs) there was a lot of back and forth uh uh, Scratch and, and Scratch is pretty confident that Loretta is a vampire. Yeah. Tama is constantly growing in confidence that Loretta is a vampire. <laughs> Marin has not yet chimed, chimed in on vampire things, but I would doubt Merritt would disagree too hard. Pretty bought in. Uh, Wilton is horrified at the idea that he works in a giant vampire tower. <laughs> it's almost come back to the original point of them even coming to the Sky Spire. Because this very dangerous thing is looming over their heads. But they still got to figure out what happened to Lanik. Yeah. They definitely know they've smelled some cinnamon and cardamom while they've been here. Uh, Scratch thinks maybe something has to happen with imps. Um, they need to touch base with Rupert again. There's some things... Uh, to get done so 
they think, oh, well, Loretta can't possibly spy on us outside the Sky Spire, which is potentially true, but <laughs> they won't know because upon exiting the lift and going into kind of the major courtyard before the walls that lead to the dock, uh, they got they got shot at and they just went back inside <laughs> and back to under the meat. Message received. Under the butcher yeah. shop where they utilize the dream scroll that Wilton obtained for them. To once again contact Rupert Morningson. And that is where we left off. You all are in Rupert's office, his dream representation of his office. And you're sitting in three comfortable chairs, sniffing small kerchiefs of pepper in order to make you sneeze. Yeah. And uh, as is customary in Regal Soul and Haza. Um, to clear, clear sinuses, clear hearts. Exactly. <laughs> Rupert. Wait, can, can we freely change the way we look? Yeah. In the dream? You don't okay, I'm a pickle. <laughs> what? I'm a pickle. You're a pickle? Yep. Why, why are you a pickle? Scratch. Pickle scratch. All right. All right. So if we're in Mary. play, we left off with Mary hearing piano music that yes. we just heard in the office. So yeah. immediately, Merritt's going to be like, you know, so we... We do not know for sure, like, looking at, like, everyone pointedly, including Rupert. We don't know for sure if anyone else is listening. We might not be secure here. And it just, just stares yeah. at each person <laughs> in turn for a long moment. Rupert looks confused for a moment. Why would someone be in my dreams other than you, of course, who have re Hold on. Hold on. Here, uh Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a kitten by its toe. Scratch. Uh, uh give me a good give me a good smackin' on the face. Okay. Smack. And Rupert disappears for a moment, but you're all still in the dream. And he kind of kind of comes back down. Merit. You're hearing the piano noise. It's like I said, it's it's like all if you hadn't just heard the song, you may not have even noticed that there was a melody being played kind of thing. It is barely in the reaches of the ears and then suddenly it just stops. And then eventually you see Rupert Morningson again sitting in this chair, rubbing both sides of his face is one side that has um, a paw mark on it from the slab. And the, the other side that's beginning to swell with a black eye. <laughs> uh, and he's like, sorry, I had to wake up and then get knocked out almost instantly uh, <laughs> toward my dreams. Okay, we should be safe here. Thank you for the heads up, Merritt. And that's good looking out. And that's why we're happy to have you as a part of the team. <laughs> High five, Rupert. <laughs> he just goes in for a high five. He high fives immediately. And he's like, all right. So, obviously your dreams are being spied on, so I can expect that you saying things have gotten more complicated. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure 100% where to begin. Um, begin in the middle. See, a lot of people say begin at the beginning, but that's bad writing advice. <laughs> well, uh, well, there we were fighting some zombies. We were attacked at the uh, Imps facility, uh, okay. and they attempted to kill us. We were uh, then oh, subject... Oh, we were almost code yellowed. <laughs> Whatever that is. So, do you remember uh, when I was in that one town? Uh, I don't remember 
even what it was called, but um, got into a little scrap with uh, the uh, that Dragonborn champion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you told me about that. Yeah, uh, his dwarf friend. Yeah, he, yeah. He uh, he's the one. He was a tour guide there, and he, oh, and he gave you a gift because you improved his life so much, right? <laughs> he recognized you, you when you were like, you're like, oh, you're no longer under an abusive uh, 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 employer employee situation. <laughs> yeah, and he's well, like, I don't know oh, about now, that. Now, now, now. But <laughs> he wasn't working for somebody who was physically beating. Yeah, he was. Least. I mean, yeah, physically abusive. Yeah, he and gave so us he, the gift of knowing what murder's like now. <laughs> yeah. Tama just gets real sad for a second after you say that. <laughs> and Scratch just passed Tama's bad. I was like, yeah, he, he had his first kills. Um, and for a moment, for a moment, a brief moment, Rupert holds up his hands. And then he just gets real quiet and he's like, Tama, are you okay? Uh, I'm m- moving past it as best I can. Okay, you let me know if you need to talk. Merritt, are you okay? No, but we don't really have time or space at this very moment. Okay. <laughs> I want you to let me know um, in a situation where it's not so intense when we can connect up again through Sending Stone, Dream, whatever you need. Uh, I'm sorry that you had to. It's one thing to get into a scrap. It's another thing entirely to take another person's life. And obviously that's not the job you signed up for. And I deeply appreciate you continuing to investigate things for me. And I realize that mortality would be part of it, but it's never fun. I'm glad you're both alive. I'm here for you. All right, so let's go back to the conversation. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll so talk about that when we have that, more time. So That dwarf fella uh, and a bunch of teamsters tried to murder us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thwarted them off, which kind of tipped us off to there might be an issue with undead at the tower. And sure enough, there really is. They're probably using undead workers. Uh, no uh, wonder they, they, they've managed to accrue such wealth. I was wondering what kind of wages could possibly... Like that place may be that place must be impossible to maintain. It's so huge. Well, the the thing is that that whole place is uh, warded from the sun. All the light inside is false. Okay. Um, and the only thing I've ever heard stories of that could make and control that undead would be a master vampire. You mean like with like the fangs? Yeah. <laughs> yep. The fangs. The... the constant hissing for no apparent reason. Yeah, we. <laughs> I'll hiss you lick you shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Peel. Luckily, she seems Why to be. Why can't you just p- ask, uh, just act normal? I don't understand. <laughs> Luckily, she seems to be more of like the piano playing interview with a vampire kind of vampire and less of the. So um, she interviewed you, or you interviewed her? Sort of, yes. <laughs> yeah, so at any rate, uh, there was an issue where a dissident att- uh, uh, contacted us wanting us to. A pit crew to somehow affect change in their nation. Well, celebrity influence does have a lot of uh, uh, opinion affectation, but that is a strange thing to happen. I'm... And after uh, after everything was getting really out of hand, it sounded like so th- they might attack and kill people at our at our uh, at our champion battle. Oh, well, that can't happen. Yeah, so we went to talk to the guy to see where he actually stood and if people were going to die and what what we could do effectively to stop it we just wanted to make sure we weren't going to ruin some guy who was just trying to affect political change not actually hurting people turns out he was really trying to hurt people and he was going to kill us and use us as some type of martyrs or some sort of statement um 
that's when we discovered Certainly, that. I'd be real pissed off if my pit crew was killed. <laughs> the morning might cause me to demand an investigation. Hell, even make an appearance at the Sky Spire, which, you know, I might take off my vacation calendar for a little bit, uh, if what you're saying is true. You say that you think that Loretta Maldonis, the governess of Kenya Kozar, one of the leaders of Midland, is a vampire. Do you have... Other than there being completely unnatural light inside the Sky Spire. Do you have any other proof than the zombies and the light thing? The There was a uh, vampire, uh, a lesser vampire thrall that attacked us, uh, who was amongst... Uh, it's never just one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh... It's just, it's just things don't add up. We don't have hard evidence. No, it's at this point I can sincerely say what, what we're working yeah. on is a likely assumption. It's um, a hunch. But... She brought us in, uh, vaguely threatened us, alluded that she knows what's going on. A lot more people are knowing what's going on uh, with us and the armor. Yeah, she was acting extremely vampire-like. Uh, I mean, they do have a vibe, right? Yeah. No like, vampires like, coming up to you. It's like, hey, what's up? My name's Ted. Um, glad yeah. to meet you. Just to let you know, I might be sucking some blood later, but it's fine. I always get consent first. Double finger guns, wink. Like, no vampire does that. Yeah, exactly. not the one we met. Yeah. No. They'd be fine if they were just more If you had been explicit. there with us, uh, you would have 100% agreed because, like, you should have seen the way she had us it, like when she brought us up for the interview she took control of the elevator like uh it just like opened up into this big empty hallway and then like we approach her and yeah, it's no, just her no security no signs no worry about letting people they've never met into their suite mm-hmm yeah without All any right. direction uh -uh. <laughs> yeah. so again it's not hard evidence but that's totally a vampire. <laughs> and, and additionally, we are at a standstill trying to find out what happened to Lannick with all these outside forces. Oh, yes. And uh, one of the most popular pop singers, Magda Agda, commissioned us to be her security while in the Sky Spire. And initially, we thought that was the most complicated thing we were going to deal with. I'm sorry, sir. It's been a really, really stressful past couple of days. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, all right. Calm down. Calm down. So you haven't made much progress with Lannick's thing. Have you made any at all or just not much? We've gotten uh, contact with uh, Sly Peter. Excellent. Sly Peter made sure that Wilton Velvix was your concierge, correct? Yes, he's been doing Excellent. an amazing job. Good. Okay, so you've been working with Wilton. That makes me feel a little bit better. I specifically asked Sly Peter to put somebody they knew. He let me know who it was uh, and why he was picking him. And so I'm glad for that. Just to wrap things up around it, you know that Wilton was told that Lannick was missing. No, but okay. I'm not in charge of slide. <laughs> okay, so it makes sense. That's a leak. <laughs> I have a conversation with Sly Peter <laughs> later about what kind of conversation. Yeah, it's hard enough. I mean, it's just verbal. This... He's all the oh, way okay. in the sky spire. I can't do anything <laughs> to him. But uh, it's hard enough. Oh, just kind of like keeping our sitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that's fair. No, I really don't. I I have specific people that I decide to trust, and I assume that when I decide to trust them, they don't think that I trust all of their judgment calls, just the judgment calls we're talking about. But he oh. did say that Wilton was one of his people, and so maybe I just implied that it would be okay to read him in, or maybe he has another reason that he, he brought Wilton in 
to make things make sense. I mean, if he is your concierge, I could imagine he would have questions about that. So, but I'll talk with Sly Peter about it. So good to know that Wilton knows that makes life easier on you all because then you don't have to worry about him finding out. I just, I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to maintain the ruse of Lanik. I mean, we have personal friends of his looking uh, to speak with him. Oh, so you've met with Samson then? We've met with Samson. Uh, how has that gone so far? So he, he seemed pretty... He, he seems very much on the level, uh, in fact. Uh, all right, so Samson seems like stand-up gentlemen that's good to hear he always seemed nice to me did any of you find any information on like how he came to be the head of security not yet nope we've tried looking into it a little bit but um, that's fair again there's a lot of circumstances uh, yeah there's our a attention. lot going on on your plate uh, i'm gonna make sure that you're appropriately compensated for that yeah, feel free to stop by any of the financial centers in the sky spire to withdraw that as necessary so the original reason that i was sending lanik to the sky spire is related to sam it was kind of a perfect setup. Lanik and Samson knew each other, got along well enough. Samson suddenly becomes a political power player in one of the uh, seven domains of the uh, de- of Midland. And in that time frame, uh, Samson's really the first person of the champions to do that. It's a little strange. They're not really supposed to. It's kind of frowned on. And a lot of people are curious because Samson used to fight for another nation and what kind of connections to the though. We don't want champion combatants becoming aristocracy. Mm. Well, he's not a combatant anymore. But even as retirees, uh, admittedly, there haven't been a lot of retirees. Most of them die in the sport. But historically, they usually just bought some private land somewhere. Retired would go make appearances, maybe become a commentator on the sport, but not involve themselves with politics. There's another reason we don't want champions involved in politics, which is the populist reason. A lot of people will like a person a lot and think that they are a pretty straightforward and good person like Samson, and then assume that that also means that they understand how best to move forward in political government. And that is genuinely not a good idea for example they didn't just give it to the oldest morning sun right or the direct son of the last morning sun i am in charge i'm the lord of haza because i was the best person of the pool i had to earn that <laughs> there are still people that question it but we've been doing pretty well Samson might be a good security guard, might not be. It's hard to know because people like him. And so having him as head of security is a very public facing thing to do. I mean, can you imagine Haza run by Lanik? Can you just take a hot second to imagine how boring this place would be? <laughs> I mean, a lot more nudity and that'd be cool. But other than that, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think it boils down to this. You've got a vampire governess potentially. You've got undead workers. You've got imps doing a cold yellow, which seems to be related to undead for some reason. You've got uh, uh, potential revolutionaries who didn't succeed at getting you killed, but might try again. It seems like they might be being stamped out very soon. You've got Maja Agda and how you got wrapped up into being her security that that could not have been your suggestion, right? That was we stumbled upon some 
you know, for lack of a better term, douche bros uh, uh, harassing her. Yeah. And uh, we tried to intervene with words and then it came to blows. Uh, um, so I'm just going to say. Keep working the Lamech angle because you got to stay there for the fight. Try not to piss off the governess too much. If she's a vampire, let let us deal with that problem. The lords of the domains. Talk with Sly Peter. Try and figure out some more about Samson Kibbage's placement. See if there might be something going on there. I guess continue working with Maja Agda. Because uh, I wouldn't want you to back out of that. That's not going to look good. Give me everything once we're, you're done. Once you're successfully out of the Sky Spire. I'm going to need a full report on every little detail you can think of on the governess. Because that's going to be its own complication. And so... There was a lot of... Uh, implied and veiled... You shouldn't talk about anything you saw here. Uh, thrown right. at us during that conversation. You already broke that rule. Oh, yeah. Told me. Um, you gotta assume she's gotta assume that you're gonna tell me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm your boss. Oh, yeah. And who doesn't trust their boss implicitly? <laughs> um, I mean, when your boss is Rupert Morningside, of course. Yeah. Maybe don't trust the vampire boss. God, this is complicated. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't really know how to do much else for you. Um, you can trust Wilton, I guess, fully. You kind of have to at this point. And you can trust Sly Peter. I don't have any other operatives in the Sky Spire that are worth mentioning to you. So... How do you want us to play it when our cover is inevitably blown? Enough people, our, our circle of trust in this Lanik secret has grown much too wide and yeah, with people that's we fair. don't trust. I think, it, I think it's safest if we assume at this point that it's going to be an open secret that certain people we will probably just have to assume no unless, we, unless it's proven otherwise. That is fair. Um, well, until it comes out publicly, meaning you hear it in broadcasts, yeah. <laughs> assume that it is a secret to yeah. most people. Yeah. And that's really all you've got to do. But how do Worst... we play it if we get found out? Guess we'll have at, to find At that time. Yeah. <laughs> I, it depends on how you're found out. There's a lot of ways you can be found out. If you're mm -hmm. found out during a match, well, there's not much denying that can happen. People are literally watching you. If someone says it, says it, well, maybe reach out, start thinking about what you and maybe Sly Peter can do to combat those rumors. Sh shut them down and start gaslighting everyone. I mean, it's worked in the history of leadership for a yeah. long time. Yep. It ain't new. Oh, yeah. It works. <laughs> okay. Old, old tricks are the best tricks. Uh, thank you very much for telling me this. Again, Merit, Tama, obviously Scratch, though I feel... I feel like you have a fair amount of experience in this, but Merritt and Tama, feel free to reach out to me. We do not have to talk about this in relation to the, your success or overall goals. We can just talk about it, your feelings. I am absolutely here to discuss as you need. Uh, Merritt, one last thing before you head out. And this is probably going to complicate things more. So I recently gave your father some time off so he could go see the opening match of the champion armor battle. So your dad is coming to the Sky Spire. He might <laughs> already be there. Oh, he no. might not. Um, probably gets there this morning, like after we all wake up. So just adds up. I think it's just your dad. It's not your whole family. 
<laughs> but your dad's coming to Skyspire. Anyway, I gotta wake up for a midnight snack. I'm gonna go. Bye. <laughs> he just disappears. Just send my dad where you're actively sending your person to investigate. <laughs> you all wake up. Wilton's hanging out, uh, sitting on a chair, just staring at the front door. Uh, with his uh, gun in one hand and his brass knuckles already <laughs> on the other, just drinking straight out of a bottle. Uh, <laughs> staring at the front door as you come out of the dream spell. Well, we'll need to talk to Sly Peter soon. Yeah. <laughs> Everything go good with Rupert? I mean, as good as could be expected, I mm-hmm. think she did try to listen to us initially, and then he warded his dream. Uh, good job uh, tipping him off on that, by the way. Yeah. Barrett. Ooh, that could have been no real trust. bad. That could have been real bad if uh, if you'd rolled, I don't know, below a certain number of awareness. Um, uh, uh, all right. If luck was mathematically not on your side. Uh, you know, sometimes you roll snake eyes or just one snake eye. Uh, what are we doing about Loretta? Uh, I don't think there's really anything we can do about her i think we've done as much as we can do with her at this point <laughs> yeah like we should definitely try and find uh what's their name and tip off the paladin see if maybe they want to pick up the investigation at this point though i mean yes i actually absolutely agree with you on that but they're uh other than that um i i believe the directive was to just not piss her off yeah yeah for sure of course no yeah we're we're gonna give um loretta a wide berth we're just gonna oh and uh the other thing we need to do today is make sure all our shit's packed so that the second that we're done fighting we can get the hell out mm-hmm. uh which uh did you get a chance to think about that while we were sleeping there <laughs> well, i did i did get a chance to think about it now no one that lives in the sky spire was born in the sky spire it's not that old Mm. Um, I, I guess children, but who the fuck cares about them? Um, they can't smoke and they can't drink, so they can't do anything for me. Dads uh, everywhere will tell you that they can get a drink. Oh, oh go fetch a drink? Mm. I, I guess that's useful. I mean, you can just get someone to do that for you. <laughs> but uh, if I ever accidentally become a dad, I'll remember that part. It's the whole reason I took a level of warlock so I could have a damn familiar to get me a beer. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great reason. To what, is, what is my purpose? Get beer. Oh, God. Uh, so, uh, I've been thinking about it a little bit, and I, I adore you three. It's already been a wild time with you three. But the bottom line is, Loretta Muldonis is most probably a vampire. (laughs) And I cannot be from a place that is run by a fucking vampire. I I simply can't leave it alone. So, Wilton's not going to drag you into anything, but you remember, it, it, it went passing... And then things sort of shook themselves out. I've been thinking about my fr- friend uh, Issa Mae Uper, uh, that is my direct report. Ever since she got promoted, she's been acting a little bit strange. Hmm. And so maybe, maybe little, that's little, something. Little bitey. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't mind bitey, Mary. Mary, <laughs> bitey's a great thing. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. Uh, and so now I'm concerned about that. And 
I gotta believe Issa May didn't choose to become a vampire. So if she is a vampire, she was forced to become a vampire. And if you force something on one of Welton's friends, you're gonna get that equal and opposite reaction force back <laughs> from from Wilton Welvick. So I don't know what I'm gonna do with this information yet, but I don't think I can skedaddle out of the Sky Spire. This ain't your home, and nobody's, as far as I know, trained to hunt vampires, but maybe someone has to be. And uh, <laughs> Also, I can't believe that there's like multiple floors of undead people. That's just gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that either. Well, hey, I uh, totally respect that, and uh, yeah, totally understand. Uh, we'll keep in touch, though, because uh, hopefully next time we come back here, you'll have Vampire Hunter added to your list well, of titles. <laughs> well, if I'm alive, God knows, uh, that's <laughs> unlikely. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, uh, so you need me to lie to Samson for you. Mm -hmm. Do we want to basically, s like stand up Kibbage by a few minutes and then like ha basically have Wilton like call him while he's there to be like something happened last yeah. minute because that gives us a window to get into Kibbage's office if there's anything that we need to Ooh. explore of his to find yeah. out more information. That's a good idea. I like the way you think, Merritt. <laughs> but yes, that's exactly how we should that's play that. That's extremely clever, Merritt. <laughs> I just like people gone when we're when we're rifling. <laughs> I seem to recall I don't have that confidence of Scratch. <laughs> yeah, I seem to recall Scratch being like one toe being up. Just hold on. And it working. And it working. Scott Spire's a little bit more disciplined than David's town. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, uh, all right. So I'll handle Samson. The first thing I think we got on the docket, though, today is that press conference. Now, I don't need to be there for that, certainly. Um... Uh, w one of you would need, at least needs to show up to that, preferably all of you, especially if you're acting as Maja's security detail. Um, we'll so all go to that, yeah. Yeah, so that's the first thing. And then from that, we can probably daisy chain in the whole Samson Kibbage thing. Um, you said something about wanting to look into imps as well? Yeah, um... They might have something to do with Lanik's uh, disappearance, but I'd say on the our list of priorities, it's pretty low. That's like if we can get to it. And we'd really like to know a bit more about Samson's rise, you know, how he ended up in this position. All right. All right. And then we got to swing in and talk, get some info back and forth with Sly Peter as well. Yeah. Is that correct? So a quick to-do list. That's not a lot of tasks <laughs> at all. Just like five or six vague tasks that lead to vague <laughs> more things. Excellent. We got this team. We got this. So you mentioned something. Um, I'm not sure we all caught. You said that you know, you're, you're going to want to look into... This is your home. You're going to want to look into it. You said that next time we come back, you might not make it. Do you need our help? I can't ask you to help me on this. <laughs> Essentially, I'll lay it out for you. Wilton's going to find some information out, do the best he can to supply up, and then if I have to do it myself... I will end the situation that is vampire in charge of <laughs> Sky Spire and Kenya Kozar. Now, I would prefer that to not be by violence, but 
it's, it's going to be by violence, right? Like, that's almost definitely what it's going to be. So, I would love to say that I am good enough at this to be confident in myself, but there's a whole lot of undead below. There's apparently some other vampires, potentially, because we fought one in the lift, so there's at least more than just Loretta. And there's a lot of money keeping that under wraps. And so I don't know if I'll even make it to that conflict. And so I'm not, I'm, you're already deep in this enough. If I drag you into it, I need you to know it's not likely that we're going to crawl out the grave on this one. And so you're like, how do you get a hold of the adventurer skilled to be like, hey? I mean, they have an office you can supply, you can petition for. Have you all never dealt with the adventurer's guild before? Uh, we <laughs> Not dealt with adventurers. But... Oh, it's a whole different thing. The only good part about the adventurers is the adventurer's guild offices. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Here. Everyone, collect up, collect up. We're going to do things in the order we need to do them, but do you want... You gave me an idea, and this is a good idea. We're going to swing by on the way to the press conference, this Adventurer's Guild office, because it should be on the way. And we're just going to suss that out. We don't have to make any decisions, only because I am curious what you all think about it, because you're right. Adventurer's Guild could happen. I I don't know how many of them I'd be comfortable with. One group of adventurers can, like, end an empire sometimes. You never know. They swing all over the place. (laughs) Well, we tipped off our boss about what's going on. He said that there's going to be action taken um, from that level. Okay. If we tip off the adventurers, that puts people on the ground that are doing something. I mean, that would help. Mm. Because Rupert told us to leave the governess. To him. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not deal a phrase that seems like it would move as slow as molasses. Yep. Um, Rupert Morningson seems like a cool guy. I've met him a couple times, of course. Um, uh, what he's been through here in the past, uh, he seems like a perfectly nice guy, definitely congenial. But yeah, he's gonna move at the pace of governance, which is slow and. <laughs> It's not going to be a lot of restful nights uh, for old Wilton. Uh, Yeah, so let's swing by the Adventurers Guild, and we're going to go to this press conference, and then we'll work through what else we need to do. All right, because I don't want to be late for that. Um, Y'all ready? I mean, like... Let's go. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want want some kebabs from upstairs? They're probably just opening. (laughs) Sure. So, on the way out, (laughs) on the way out, you go up the stairs from below the butcher shop, Go in, they've got like a little thing. What's up? Is there a shower in this meat shop? We're going to a press event. We fought zombies. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's true. You did that's fight zombies. We are disgusting. Um, <laughs> the butcher's like, well, I don't have a formal shower, but I do got a meat washing station, and it's a big old shower stall. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. Everybody piles in. Do you have any soap? <laughs> Hold on. I do. <laughs> pulls out, pulls out from his vest a little hand soap, some, uh, some, some uh, shampoo, and uh, uh, some cologne. And he's like, "There you go." 
All right. Scratch takes. He looks like, over and tell him, "You never know when you're gonna end amazing. up staying the night at some place that ain't your home." <laughs> All right. Scratch takes it and holds it out to the other two. And it's like, "All right, whichever one of you is least hairy, go first. I'll go last. Just rinse out your pubes." <laughs> from the bar. What are pubes? I just grab and I walk off. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So you, Tama is hairless, <laughs> like other yeah. than on his head, so and his tail. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you all shower. Um, uh, long, slow panning cut shower scene one by one. It's a montage. <laughs> In a butcher shop. <laughs> Your camera keeps panning around trying to edit out the hanging, like, giant racks of meat. The meat cut open and came. Oh, it looks like I dropped it. <laughs> no, uh, uh. Scratch sensuously taking a bite out of like a leg of lamb. <laughs> uh, like, oh, if we do get a moment, like Tomo would want to talk to you guys and kind of in, kind of in code, be talking. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know that we can leave here without getting a gift for Wilton. That's true. That's a good point. I don't. In my village, we have a saying that you don't let friends down, mm -hmm. um, especially when they're in need. Um, I can't. I don't think it'd be right to leave without buying him a gift. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Let's. Uh, what were you thinking? What do you have in mind? I have a few things in mind, but I think it's outside of the budget that uh, our boss would be comfortable with. Like a siege engine. No, well, something cool. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about it more. Um, yeah, when we get a chance where it's uh, where it's good, because I don't want him to overhear us. I don't want. It's not a great gift when it's a surprise. Here's the thing we talked about. You know. <laughs> Wilton's currently off in the distance in the front of the shop, telling people why they want different cuts of meat um, for grill cooking specifically. Um, he's like, now if you're using a wood flame starter, then this section of the pig, that's where you're going to. You all have your little shower combos. You look more presentable. And uh, you uh, head back to uh, uh, back into the Sky Spire's uh, normal function out of the woods and into the spire. Up through the spire, you actually return back to Rockville at first because this is where the press conference is being held. Um, it wasn't really discussed where the press conference was being held, but they find that a lot of people like a lot of convenient shopping around. So Rockville's the place to go. Um, you enter into Rockville, uh, walking through the various shops, Wilton kind of guiding you down. And then you see like on the second level, uh, when you come up the stairs, you see a little sign that just is a little kind of like a copper plaque, um, that just says Adventurers Guild on what looks like a solid wall with like a wood door oak door like it was a shop standalone just you know next to other shops like so many of these places are in this in the giant mall that is Rockville Wilton looks and it's like in here um we can uh spec out what the cost and potential instinct of the adventurers would be see a lot of people think that adventurers do things because they are <laughs> I, I could have stopped good pause. Yeah. it's a good pause um, a lot of people think adventurers do things because they are driven to by their moral centers and while that is 
some of the case. More often than not, ventures are usually guided toward things. Now, they get real huffy when they think that they're being buffeted in, even though they subconsciously or like privately to themselves set themselves up for this. So what happens is, is that a lot of jobs are posted in areas or there'll be people that are there to give said jobs to them. Sort of like a, um, it's sort of like, you know, you have that faded quest, but then you have like a person that might give you like a little quest, maybe a, a quest giver of some sort, just wandering around a town. Maybe they've lost a cat. Maybe there's bandits attacking trade routes and such. And so the guild employs a bunch of support for the adventurers so that they never know if it's a favor or something that the guild's been paid for. And that's how the money gets made. <laughs> and so there you go. You can potentially hire things in here. But if you all um, want to get to the conference, I understand we could also go in here and start investigating what that would be like. Or possibly there are adventurers that do information gathering. They might help with the whole Lannick thing. Well, we could see what information we could get on Lannick at least. Uh, do, you tr do you think it's a good idea to go in here into the official, like, do we all think that we should go in there and be like, hey... You should investigate the governess. I want to. Um, well, I don't think we should be doing anything like that. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. Cone of silence. <laughs> You're not in the cone of silence now. You're in Rockville. <laughs> I think we should uh, look into the the Lannick thing. I take out a quill and I just write something on a on a piece of parchment and pass it to you. Okay. Um. I, I basically it just says. I think we should uh, send them a note mm -hmm. uh, that is very cryptic, mm -hmm. uh, pointing them in a direction because adventurers get off on that stuff. <laughs> yes. Okay. You know what? Yes. Uh, are we going to be pointing people to the fact that Lannick's gone? That's my no. biggest concern is that like people trying oh, to right. dig up out people other than us trying to dig up information about Lannick mm -hmm. are probably going to figure out that he's missing. Oh, uh, the note, I think, is just about um, the governess. Yeah, I want to get it to uh, Don Shields' group. Uh, yeah. We're writing this and passing it back. And yeah, so basically, yeah. basically, I'm going to write something like, uh, you know, um, uh, 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 white fangs flash at midnight atop the tower. The crimson queen awaits uh, her doom. Yeah, you know, something like like only the right only the righteous shall shall succeed, and the weak will perish at the hands of the uh, uh, the immortal leader. You know, just something really cliche and cryptic. Yeah, uh, that's that those types of guys look at like I found our purpose. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I, I love that this conversation is being had no, ha, ha, had over written notes because in my mind you're just handing this pad back between each other and they're like and then Mary just grabs it and it's like scribble 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 and then and then Thomas like oh no or scratch grabs it and it's like no 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 this and then Merritt's like mm, I see, I see Merritt trying to make it a game and more of just like tossing like a little ball around <laughs> that's a little bit less weird yeah. <laughs> to outside observers uh, way less weird <laughs> uh do you go into the Adventurers Guild to deliver the note? What, what, what are you doing? Is this later? Is this happening now? Um, well, oh, so maybe, I, maybe I think first we should go in and just try to loosely gather some information about uh, Samson's rise. 
and uh, see if we can suss out if anybody's heard anything about the huge disturbance of the dirt out near Davidstown, that type of poking around, um, any strange disappearances, cinnamon and cardamom, just, just, just putting clues out there that isn't like, guys hear about any weird shit with Lana Kynefist? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. not drop his name ever, yeah. but just drop some of the circumstances around Lannick and, yeah. uh, you know, imply you know, missing persons, this and that. Yeah. So, Welbex uh, opens the door for you to enter the Adventurers Guild uh, offices here in the Sky Spire. You open it up. Immediately, someone it comes up to you, offers you a tray, uh, and they're like, they're like pastries, and then someone else comes up to you and it's like beverages, and, and you see a big sign on the uh, 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 like hanging from the ceiling that says, uh, "Welcome to the Adventurers Guild." There is a straight up hot tub, like a hot spring hot tub, like a heated tub with people like relaxing in it in there, <laughs> and there's like various lounge chairs in the area and it feels it's it doesn't aesthetically look like you're outside it looks like you're kind of inside a nice like almost like um almost like a nice dark wood well-built cabin not like a long log cabin but like a like proper plank cabin but like oh it's just it's a like wealthy a, white guy hunting lodge yeah it's yeah. like a hunting lodge kind of and uh, um except it's warm like it's for, like late spring and everything so it's real pleasant and uh and uh, you come up and you see the counters. It's like, or you see the counters applications, um, and then you see another counter that says information, and then another counter that says solicitation. Um, and they've all got people working behind them. There's a couple bar. There's a couple like music performers uh, in the corner playing some like really kind of relaxing, easygoing music, and it's, and. And you can see that these servers are passing drinks around and everything like that. Yeah, you're in a resort lodge. <laughs> yep. Okay. I bet adventurers just take weak people out on hunt, big game hunts. Yeah. They do all the work and let them fire the final hand crossbow shot. <laughs> literally over here. It's like, so the barbarian told me that I couldn't hit it if he didn't lift it up for me and it turns out he was right yes I have the beast's head mounted on my wall at home oh god but, um, <laughs> but it was so excellent I really must recommend it and if you can get Thorag's party Thorag is an excellent leader and he's so clean for a barbarian you wouldn't expect them to be that clean um Scratch stops and she's like I'm having second thoughts about this plan <laughs> They're probably not the ones getting information. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, so do you have uh, some sort of form to fill out uh, if someone were wanting to gather uh, a few pieces of information? Ah, uh, yes. Is this information about the guild? And you meet the person at the front desk. It's a nice young woman, kind of hair pulled back and everything, really neatly dressed. Uh, good customer service smile. Ah, uh, yes, we can... Uh, get information. Are you looking for information about the Adventure Guild itself? Or are you looking to solicit the guild services in order to gather some information? Solicit the guild services for information gathering. Okay, well, that's normally over at this po podium over here. Excellent. But I will help you because currently I'm not dealing with any other customers and I'm so happy to help you all. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, what kind of information are you looking for? Now, we have five main categories. There is political, there is economic, there is personal, 
there is arcane, and then there is uh, there is generic. And generic information is going to be about history and stuff like that. So, what sort of information are you looking for? Political, economic, uh, personal, uh, arcane, or other information in relation to this? And then we can price quote you from there. Personal and arcane, two different inquiries. Excellent. Um, Please press here if you'd like to know more. What you discover um, in a non-pushy speech is that for a day to hire a group of adventurers, which is uh, no less than three, no more than six adventurers, adventurers to study information, um, the base fee is about 50 guild a day um, for a basic group, and you won't have any control on the assignment. If you pay 75 guild a day, you can have those people investigated and you can kind of pick what they specialize in um as far as are we talking fighters and warlocks or are we talking people that specialize like wizards and rogues and what you're looking to gather the information on uh the uh order can be rushed for a small fee but um and they will be able to gather information on uh, what they can there's no guarantee that they're going to get the information you want but they will give you more information about the situation and what they find um you will have no direct attachment to any of the actions or responsibilities all liabilities handled by the adventurers guild and covered under the eventual guild guidelines of the fold so at no point will you be if they do something you, you won't be liable for what they do we're choosing if we want standard or premium support yep <laughs> What is this, a goddamn Apple store? <laughs> I, I don't know. We've generally been pretty decent. Like, Well, you also haven't stopped by any of the financial centers to see how much money is built up since you've gotten true. to the Sky Spire. Yeah. Or how much money you've sent, you, you've been dealt with. So I, I don't think... You, you have good walking around money right now. Yeah, yeah I have um, like... I have, like close to 250 gold just walking around money nobody's pulled money out from the sky spire mission after you talk to rupert during davidstown right so we have to go oh, there it is we should do that as soon as we can well i mean you could in this case because you're at a business like a like a permanent business space if you were looking to um pay from directly from your account you could do that like, you could be like, oh, we have an account under I this. I just don't know how much is in there. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. Um, <laughs> I don't want them to be like, yeah, hey, take well, it from our account. And they're like, you, you have half that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you could if you wanted to. Okay, so how's this? Uh, so the, so the two pieces of information I'm looking for from the Adventurer's Guild right now uh, would be uh, supernatural happenings and disappearances uh, near or outside of Davidstown um, involving the smell of cinnamon and cardamom. We give them a bunch of the hints we've picked up yeah. so far um, around that. The other piece of information, that would be the arcane. The personal would be information uh, collected discreetly around uh, Samson's rise to uh, his current position. Why such a step outside of the norm? Why a foreign uh, fighter being brought in to such a position? Um, and that would be for a day. What would the quote be? Would that be two separate That'd be two separate ones. So, so 125 gold? 125 to 150, depending on so if let's you do, do premium for both. I mean, with what we have in our pocket before even checking out what we have in the bank, we can easily cover that. Yeah. So cool. I say we just drop the 150 and just... Sounds good to me. Do the premium service. Sure. 
All right, we're not going to role play out more of that uh, until it comes back around. Um, I'm not going to be like, no, I have a whole mechanic. Like, I did yeah. have a system kind of casually written out. Remove for... 150 <laughs> Can we inquire about um, teams in here? Like, can we find out if the Dawn Shields team ever checked back in? Oh, yeah. Because we still don't know we if they're just, even alive. We can just ask, just casually bring it up. You know? No, I mean, you can just ask, like, yeah, yeah. straightforwardly. Like, hey, uh, do you know if uh, the Dawn Shield team ever checked back in? And they're like, hold on, let me check my let me check my notes. And let me check my logs. <laughs> and they're down there, and they're like, well, we haven't heard from the Dawn Shield party since yesterday afternoon. However, that doesn't mean anything because it is the morning and normally most adventurers, when they're in a static location, usually take about a day check in with us. Currently, we have the Dawn Shields on something, so they would be checking in daily, but they gave us an update yesterday around like 2 or 3 in the afternoon, and now, you know, it's only early-ish morning, so... okay. Uh, we aren't that concerned about it. I can... Um, we don't tend to do locations for... Locate spells for adventurers until they've been missing for a significant amount of time. But if you'd like, you can check back later if you're worried about that, the Dawn Shield uh, party. Sure, sure. We just, we had bumped into them and uh, was just wondering how they were doing. We knew they were on some big misadventure as they tend to be. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Would you mind getting lunch with them before we head out? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, would any of you like any um, any of our courtesy uh, gifts for being a customer with us? Sure. Free All stuff? Right. Hell yeah. Since you've used the Adventures Guild, everybody please roll me a D100. <laughs> oh, oh my. Yes. yes, I love rolling on random item tables. Um... D100 item tables are the best. Uh, 70. That's what, that's what this is. Right? <gasps> What'd you get? 69. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to roll 2D10s because I don't want to dig out. Yeah, that's fine. I am way too old to get that excited about rolling a 69. I, I, yeah. I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a weak high five. That was on me. <laughs> it's all good. We were, we're high fiving a... over mics and equipment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a 65 for me. Wow, wow. So 65, right. 69, 70. That's <laughs> really spreading out the table there. Yeah. Giggity. No. Spread out your table. Am I right? <laughs> All right. So they, 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 there's literally a grab bag that they have to reach into oh and my just goodness. like dig your hand and they're like just pull out one of the, one of the boxes will be in there Wilton's they're always right boxes. it is the best part of the adventurers yeah. <laughs> Wilton's like it's super fun to be in here Wilton literally has three mimosas somehow <laughs> and he's just like working through them because I love the adventure guild locations um they almost make all of the terrible murder and chaos worth it um uh, <laughs> what <laughs> Merit you pull out with a 65, it's a levitating quill. So you open up the box and this little quill unfolds and it's a little levitating quill. What the quill does, because it comes with a little tiny mini scroll that tells you what it does, because it's a gift item. Why would they, ah, they have that from you? Uh, <laughs> we'll write out um, 
whatever the last person who touched it wants. Yeah. Now this is a key. So you touch the quill and then you t you can express to the quill what you want. It is not a verbal request. It is a psychic connection with the quill. Ooh. And it is levitating. And so as long as it has parchment or some writable surface and more importantly ink, it will be able to write. Nice. So that's Can what Mary gets. Maybe that's useful for the group. Maybe it's something Mary. Yeah, does it have to be yeah. Can, Can it draw mug shots? <laughs> you know what? It doesn't have to be text. I'm gonna say yes. we'll do whatever there might you might have to like learn how to use it for drawing. But um, yeah, it but, draws at your current skill yeah, level yeah, of art. It's not gonna so be. So for me it would just be stick figures and crayon. <laughs> Tama, you get something called the ring of the colonel. It's white ring with kind of black stripes and like a little hint of red on it. And it says oh, no. that it makes the wearer intensely, wearer intensely aware of any and all chickens within a one mile radius. <laughs> the wing can allow the wearer to summon 1d20 chickens yes. to attack an enemy for 1d4 plus charisma bludgeoning damage once a day. But it must be recharged by licking all of one's fingers. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. And then with the 70. The ring of the grammarian. Two rings in this group. Oh, no. Once a week, a rare wearer of this ring can alter one letter of one item in an enemy's equipment to Ooh. alter its appearance and function. This effect is determined by the DM, but with the ring bearer's intentions taken into account. So it's a, it's essentially you can take a letter, swap it out, change what the item does uh -huh. for once a week to an enemy's thing <laughs> rather yes. than like one of your spells yeah, yeah. and stuff, which is the more commonly one. And so I'll copy so, this one. So for example, I could change their sword into a sward. Their Which woolen is... coat into a wooden coat. Suddenly they can't move their arms. And oh, they break awesome. out of yeah, it. Yeah, that's a real, but it'll only be used once a week. So yeah. it's like, that's the stretch. It's just like, it's fun sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you could totally bone me on a big bad fight with that, but like, I like it. And so I'm going to paste it in. Oh my God, one. that's going to be too much fun. Okay. And giving it to me, especially. So any one of you can use any one of these magic items. None of them require a tune. Yes. All of them are about whoever happens to be wearing it or whoever touched it last. So do not worry about these being, these are just fun, silly magic items. And I got these silly, fun magic items from a super awesome list that you can find uh, on uh, S.A. Hunt or S.A. Hunt Books.com. 100 Wondrous Magic Items for D&D 5e. So Amazing. Get into it. You've <laughs> spent money. You've gotten your gifts. Um, it's... Like, how long do we have before the press event? Do we just gotta, like... You kind of gotta head there. Okay. We don't have time. Just peek is, in real quick and see what our account balance is. Oh, yeah. You could swing by and do that. Is there anything else that you want to do? I'm fine making it a little bit more flexible. Uh, like, not really. I probably just, like, feed a croissant to Jancy while we're... Yep, there's the free croissants. Thing. They see that you have a baby mimic uh, backpack... And, and and uh the uh many people that are service staff as well as other customers of the adventurers guild are like that is so good i don't know where you found that 
but I've never seen one like that. I don't think I've ever seen a baby mimic. Do they have babies? Oh, do they lay eggs? How do mimics breed? And then a the whole conversation gets started about Duh. that. As you Just exit. like back out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as you exit. I very proudly place the ring on my finger, raise it to the sky, and say, chickens, I want to know how many there are. Within a mile? <laughs> yes. Yeah. There are roughly... There are roughly about 10,000 chickens um, nice. across the sky spire. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> you can only summon up to 1d20 of them, though. What would happen if I were to turn, turn a chicken into a thicken? Like a, like a thick chicken? Sure. <laughs> Is that what would happen? They'd become a thick chicken? Yeah, they'd just become an extra thick chicken. <laughs> uh, they'd be wearing sweatpants to say juicy on them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Got those little Hulk arm things on them. Little Hulk arms on them. Yeah. <laughs> like a like, chicken boo. You'd have to roll uh, like a, a charisma saving throw against being immediately seduced by this chicken that you turned into a thicken. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fuck that thick chicken. <laughs> um, yeah, it got real dark. Okay. Is there anything else uh, other than money? Check in. I just want to check, see how much money we had. I, then now we're talking about thickens. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you go by a financial service thing. There's a clerk at the door. It's a small kind of mousy mouse looking person. Like they actually look a little bit like a mouse. Oh, and dope. they're, they're on your height level. They're, they're on there. Uh, and they've got a free desk. And, uh, I assume you just ask after Lennox account. You have... 750 gold, 200 platinum what? sitting in that account. Wow. All right. Platinum is 10 gold. So it's 2,000. So you have over 2,000 gold sitting in that yeah, account. Yeah, buddy. The 200 platinum was just deposited. The 750 was your deposit <laughs> for you and Lanik as a staff to Here's split. your murder bonus. <laughs> Um, well, this I mean, is what, this is what I was raised wealthy and don't know how to deal with emotions, so this I threw is what money human at life is worth to me. Here you go. I mean, at least it's 20 plat, that's a or 200 plat, that's a really nice, it's yeah. a really nice, yeah, it's a, it's a number, but yeah. And so, the, the platinum was just a positive. You telling, just to be clear. You actually talking with Rupert and just opening up everything at him is what got you that extra money. Oh, nice. Um, the 750 gold was sort of like, here's your money for the Sky Spire. Sure. Um, <laughs> you do know you need to leave some of this money in because there will be some reduction of that money from like the room at the Red Grove and everything and some of the things that have been built to said room. Mm -hmm. But uh, the majority of this portion and certainly none of the platinum is going to be... So yeah, you are you are very wealthy. Would you like to withdraw any of that money? No, I don't want to walk around with it. Well, I mean, you're uh, you just we just we dropped don't have, like yeah we. Thomas still has another seventy gold. I have like seventy Half gold okay. on me. Oh, okay. And and as he said, any well established business, mm -hmm. we should be able to charge to and, our account. And mm -hmm. the way that the banks work in most of the places that you're gonna fight. Mm -hmm. 
um, is that these financial services have access to them across things. So it's it's not like they have your 200 platinum and, and yeah. things. There's an account and they have the value of that that they can give it to you, very much like a modern banking system mm -hmm. due to the fact that magic exists, portable holes exist, so <laughs> teleportation exists, which means modern banking would definitely exist. Oh my be God. One of the first things. Soft money would be one of the first things that the elite class got into. <laughs> if imps doesn't already have like their own version of an armored truck service with like portable hole vaults like that'd be huge wouldn't it though yeah wouldn't it Aaron <laughs> it would I wonder it if it has something like that we should find out <laughs> I wonder if this entire <laughs> campaign could be just griefing imps. <laughs> if you wanted it to be. How'd you like to own imps? <laughs> uh, oh, you have your money. You head to the press conference. This press conference is being held in a, like, office room, like a meeting room. It's kind of off to one of the side hallways of Rockville where people can rent specific private offices or meeting halls and such like that. Um, it is uh, nicely adorned. It is very much like a classic sports press conference. There's a table up on a dais stage and then there's a bunch of rows of seats with a bunch of reporters already sitting in them. A bunch of like sending stones mounted. Yeah, a bunch for, like, of different networks. Yeah, for different things. <laughs> like there are multiple. Yeah, and you can see that Masha and Thundra are already there. Mm -hmm. Um, as you and Wilton all come in, and immediately, immediately upon entering into the press conference, you're suddenly getting a before you even get to the stage. <laughs> it's like, what do you think Atlantic high chances are in the next thing? What do you think this is? And there's like little like gremlins drawing portraits of you and right. and everything. Quick, quick question is Lannick normal? just doing a fucking lady die princess wave a fucking mayday float parade wave Scratch is doing the same she's smiling and waving um remind me are is Lannick normally supposed to be at these things uh so these things don't normally exist oh, um okay. this is because uh it's an opening event normally this would be just Masha's press conference uh. and so Lannick isn't supposed to be at this one cause this one might have some questions about Lannick but it's mostly about the opening ceremonies okay. and the fact that word got out somehow that you were the detail of security for Maja <laughs> yeah. and had already rescued Maja from an uncomfortable situation. That is the level of detail that has been released about you just dunking on people in the wizard's day. <laughs> um, way back when. Um, oh, when our problems were just Chet and Chad and Chadley <laughs> and Johnny. Yeah. Uh, do you all step on up onto the stage? Do you leave that to Tama? I mean, do you I step play up on a prank stage. on? Oh, yeah. Do you play a prank on Merritt and make him do it? Like, uh, no, I step up onto the stage. Yeah, there's yeah. room for everyone. It's like a full yeah, table. I mean, I'm happy to have you all up there, of course. Oh, yeah, just... totally. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be up there. Tall with... Merritt <gasps> awkwardly stands at a back corner. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're still tall. <laughs> yeah, until like Merit. late this afternoon. Yeah. How long does this last? 24 hours. Yeah, like Okay. This afternoon is when it'll go Can away. Can we get more of those potions? Maybe. Okay. We should, uh, okay. Yeah, we'll follow <laughs> up on that later. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so the press conference all sits down and then Thundra takes to the, uh, center, uh, uh, podium. 
Everyone, everyone, calm down, calm down. Uh, this is a conference to talk about some of the more recent events in the Sky Spire. Make sure that everyone knows that we intend to have an excellent opening ceremony. So I have invited Lannick Heinfist, wonderful pit crew, to join us for this press conference and talk about their experience so far here at the Sky Spire, as well as their experience being uh, the security team for the wonderful Maja Okta. Now, Maja in the background, the moment you all sit, just literally moves seats to come sit directly next to you and then reaches and with one hand grabs Merit and with the other hand grabs Thomas' hands, kind of like leaning over and just kind of through teeth is like, oh my God, once this press conference is done, we are leaving. Get me out of here. Um, <laughs> Uh, and just wide eyed and everything like <laughs> that. Smile and it turns and smiles to the reporters, perfectly polished. Uh, back to the reporters. Uh, Thunder continues and is like, now we, of course, we need to rest Maja's voice so she cannot spend time answering a bunch of questions here. But fortunately, we have Tassilius the Speaker, uh, Scratch David of the Twisting Peaks, and Merritt Grimclank, all Lannick's Atlantic Heimfist pit crew, to answer any questions you have. Come on up, come on up, uh, uh, pit crew, come up, say hi, and waves okay. all of you up like shh, quickly. We, we come up quick, quickly. Yep. Merit in the back, of course. <laughs> no, Merit just waving. Um, all right. Uh, give me a roll of a D6, and we'll start with, and each person will answer the question, or the, the, the thing that they roll. Actually, uh, two, four, six, eight. Give me a D8 roll uh, for me, and we're going to start with Scratch. All right. I need to find a D8. Five. Cinco. Uh-huh. Uh, reporter stands up. Charles Buckkeep of the Kenyar Chronicle. <laughs> Charles uh, Buckkeep. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, right. Nailed him. <laughs> Got him. My, my father was a Buckkeep. Grandpappy <laughs> before him. Got you good, you fucker. <laughs> Scratch of the Twisting Peaks. I see that you're back on Team Heinfist this year. The only member from last year's pit crew that made it through along with Lannick to clutch the championship for the entire fold. Do you feel like with two new pit crew members and the improvements you've made so far that you're beginning a dynasty here in championship <laughs> armor fighting? Yeah, some of these questions are just normal sports questions. <laughs> yeah, <I'm assuming. laughs> some of them are not. Uh, well, yeah, you know, uh, I think that we've got the uh, killer team this year. I believe uh, fully in uh, my team, and I think we're just going to get in there and give it 125%. That's 25 <laughs> more than 100%. Roll, uh, roll A. Um charisma saving throw. I think that's the best way to do these. Alrighty. Ooh, 19. Ooh, they like that. 25% yeah. is more uh, above 100%. That's exactly what he's furiously writing. Um, Alright, Tama, roll a d8 for me. I rolled a 1. You rolled a 1. Timothy Twillbottom of the 
Kozar Chronicle. <laughs> the last one was the Kenyar Chronicle. <laughs> Both chronicles are spelled with K's. Um, because uh, Kenyar Kozar is spelled with a K. That's why it's not the Kenyar Kozar Chronicle, because they realize that yeah. even though they don't have the KKK in the world, yeah. that's gross. Um, <laughs> nobody likes three K's in a row. It's just universal in all dimensions. All dimensions, um, we just realize there's something wrong about it. Uh, yep. Timothy <laughs> uh, Twillbottom, Kozar Chronicle. I'd like to talk to you about Lanik. We understand that he's been resting up and changing. How do you feel about him having to defend his championship? Uh, do you feel like the pressure is getting to him with the change in his recent routine? You know, I think the recent change in Lanik's routine has been really great for his uh, stress level and his nerves. As a champion, you know, you always got to be on your game, and uh, Lanik himself is always looking at new methodologies in which to become a better champion. Some of those include changing up the daily routine. Um, sometimes it involves doing more press, less press. We really just want to go with what the champ needs, because at the end of the day, it's about that 125%. Thank you. <laughs> I roll a Christmas saving throw. So good. Uh, that is a. Uh, oh no, that is a seven. <laughs> oh wait, no, never mind. Actually, I, that that's a, that was a result of a one. And you're a failing. I'm a failing. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mother. Oh no. Fucking traitor. Excuse my language. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven's fine. It's a lot better than the last one. Yeah. Eleven's fine. Uh, they ran down. Was like. Oh, Back to the 125 again. It's, a little, it's already returning the hits, but that's fine. Uh, Mary, D8. I rolled a four. Filbert Sam Hine of the Spire Daily. Uh, Merritt, how do you feel being the newest member of the team? Uh, joining the top ranked champion, especially a hometown boy from Regal Soul. I feel real humble and gracious that I get to be here. I get to train every, you know, with one of the greats and uh, work amongst some of the best artificers and speakers there are out there. Thomas <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> time. Do it again and it works. Uh, uh, follow up question, if I could. Uh, I've noticed that you're five foot ten now. That's weird. Uh, I don't know what my body has to do with this championship battle, or why you think it's okay to comment on um, me or my physique. Do you particular. ask humans the, that question as well when they get bigger? Yeah, if they got to like eight and a half feet tall, I'd ask humans that question. Fair. It's not normal. And Merritt was last listed as two foot ten, and now he's five foot ten. What I'm curious about is you're a great athlete, and a lot of people have said in the past, if only Merritt Grimclank were taller, he would absolutely just segue perfectly into a champion armor suit. But of course, small people can't possibly fight in champion armor for some arbitrary reason that nobody knows or understands. Maybe we'll change that one day. Wink. Wink. <laughs> Roker is a saving throw with advantage. Uh, a points for calling me out on body shaming. <laughs> Um, uh, though it was no, tempting to have a response. I'm sorry, do you identify? Oh, no. uh, it's I... an eight and a nine on the dice. <laughs> that's not the worst. Uh, Eleven. Okay, that's fine. Now, As we've seen, eleven's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the reporter's like, 
Merit weirdly acting out of typical gender and history type of caring about body shaming. <laughs> what with them identifying as a male, it's not really a thing we discuss. Anyway, um, <laughs> maybe we should discuss it more. I don't know. This is becoming an editorial. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, uh, Merit. Uh, yeah, he starts writing down your answers and everything. Scratch, give me a D8 roll again. Yeah. That's a two. <laughs> this is so perfect for Scratch to answer. <laughs> Marianne Hayworth of the Dabney Crier. There are rumors between a romance of one of the pit crew members and pop star Maja Agda. <laughs> Is there any truth to those rumors? You were seen dining at the 199. <laughs> Scratch gives a little smirk and is like, well, I wouldn't be at liberty to say even if such rumors were true. Next question. 125%. <laughs> Alright, roll a charisma saving throw, but this time with disadvantage, because you did not answer the question. You just said no. I'm not going to answer your question. Well, I, d I tried to play it, though. As yeah, I know you yeah. did. <laughs> oh, that's a 15 and a 17. That's a great Ooh. disadvantage roll. Okay, and so, so 17 and 19. Okay, yeah. 17. They're like, they're like, <laughs> Charles Buckkeep of the Kenyar Chronicle lo looks back at all of them and is like, why are you asking questions about body and relationships? There's a sporting event going on. We should focus. <laughs> Jones Tyler of The Woodward. There has been some investigation and conversation about the fact that since he has arrived to the Sky Spire, there's been no sighting of Lannick Einfist. Now, he was never a man for the spotlight, but he would least be amongst the people. Can you please address, Mr. Speaker, exactly what that is about? Where has Lannick Einfist been since he's been to the Sky Spire? Is he perchance ill? I know our bookies would like to know. Well, I could absolutely cover that. I believe I covered that with my last answer, that the champ is always changing up his routine. Sometimes he does more press, sometimes he does less press. Right now, we're just trying a new uh, change-up. It's kind of like, you know, when you work out, you shock different muscle groups, so you're not constantly working out the same muscle. This particular tour, especially with it being the opening uh, opening game for him, really, after that uh, showing over at uh, Davidstown, you know, we really wanted the champ to just be ready, and he said just mentally he wanted to spend his time here really preparing for the battle and I, I think that's admirable 125% <laughs> I love the 125% man um, okay so I'm gonna need you to roll charisma saving throw you're tell, not rolling it for the, the same reason though tell them about the eating sheet that's <laughs> 20 Ooh, yeah. nice alright yeah. with an extremely low DC <laughs> that's a great one to get it with an extreme, you know what? I'm not even gonna raise it, make you roll it because you're just gonna definitely hit it with advantage. <laughs> um, so what you were supposed to do is based off this charisma saving throw, passing a check, it would be whether or not you had advantage on a deception roll about okay. kind of just generally hiding and convincing people that Lannick's fine, it's not weird at all. <laughs> you don't have to anymore. You got an okay. at twenty. Nice. So uh, he writes that down and writes that down and confirms, and then he uh, writes down one hundred and twenty-five percent and like underlines it and adds exclamation points. <laughs> um, Pit uh, crew showing one hundred and twenty-five percent. Lastly, effort. and this is the last of the interview questions. Uh, Merritt, please roll D8 for me. I'm glad I got that. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> That's a four again. It's a four again. <sighs> Charles Buckkeep returns. Uh, uh, and it's like, Charles Buckkeep again. Uh, are you worried about the first match with relative unknown rookie Jambly Kelly? I mean, you can never take things for granted that everything's going to be easy. This is uh, the championships. And again, we haven't fought them before. We don't know what they're bringing out there necessarily. Um, so it's all about preparation. <laughs> preparation and bringing that 125%. Yes. <laughs> so you would have to roll a charisma roll. But just as you say preparation 125%. <laughs> The door to the press room bursts open. Doesn't explode, just gets kicked open. In full champion armor minus the helmet, a a, a dark-skinned, pointy-eared, handsome woman with shaved side of their head and a beautiful shock of white hair that is currently up in like a bun uh, walks in purple energy pulsing at, uh, along their forearms and biceps outside of the armor as they yell, you damn right, Jambly Kelly isn't to be assumed as ineffective and just comes through and just pushes reporters out <laughs> of the way and steps up on the stage. Oh, we're going to have a conversation about the match without Jambly Kelly involved. <laughs> I see what it is. Big Lanny Kleinfist can't even show up. I'm not even invited. This pit crew is here. You are uh, interrupting Miss Ogda's press conference, whom we're the security for. We're... They just happened to ask us a few questions to the pit crew. <laughs> Lanik wasn't scheduled to be here. We're simply here uh, supporting her. Um, this isn't the pre-fight. I think you're posturing a little too early. <laughs> Not here to talk with some carnival barker about uh, what press conference it is. Yeah, carnival barker is a good, good diss on that's, that's, that's a good dunk. It's yeah. <laughs> a real good dunk, I get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm an athlete, and apparently uh, Atlantic Heinfist can't show up to his own events. And then she just... She just pushes the podium down. She doesn't like hurt anyone or anything. Pushes the ponies down. It's like, here's all you need to know about the opening ceremonies. Jambly Kelly is going to destroy Lanik Heinfist in that armor. Jambly Kelly is gonna hurt Lanik so far hard that his entire pit crew feels it. Mm -hmm. And then, <laughs> and then afterwards, maybe I'll maybe I'll pay back my rudeness to Miss Agda. And, and she just bows to Miss Agda and then just starts stomping out. Hey, hey, before you go, why don't you give us a little demonstration of what your armor can do? Oh, okay. Yeah, show us what oh. you can do. All right. You really capitalize on your moment here. And so... I guess I'm going to need all of you to roll a deck save. <laughs> okay. The entire room. And that is where we will end this episode of Low Armor Cast. Uh, the entire room has to make a deck save. The whole fucking room. You asked her. That's she true. She wants to That's do true. it. I did ask her. Um, 
Uh, you goaded her on. See, see don't, my, don't my, ask stupid people to do things. <laughs> it always idea, goes bad. My idea was uh, I was rolling some Arcana uh, checks just because, like, oh, like, what are you working with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a brilliant like immediately yeah. like, okay, what is this armor about? What are we dealing with? Show me Purple your big energy. showy attack, idiot, so yeah. I can figure out <laughs> yeah. how to counter it. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, um, and maybe you will, but it's not going to be pleasant. Um, uh, so thank you very much, my wonderful pit crew. You uh, got through lots of talkies, lots of talkies. Yeah, a lot episodes. of talkies. Uh, um, uh, that's what it happens sometimes. Sometimes you just got to get through the plot. What is this, a role-playing game? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so uh, is there anything anyone wants to plug? My butt. Aaron yes, if you, uh, if you would like to, you could. Ch- if you like uh, classic arcade games, particularly beat 'em ups, check out Beat 'em Up Bros on the Dying of Exposure YouTube. It's a new show I'm doing with my best buddy Andy, and it's it's a lot of fun. We've played yeah. through a few really good games. The one we hear, uh, the most recent episode that should be out as of this uh, airing will be uh, Ninja Baseball Batman. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. No. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, I've been uh, catching uh, the beat 'em off. <laughs> <laughs> and now that's and a thing. On that note, uh, and I'm just backing up, Aaron. Uh, just check out his plugged butt. <laughs> um, check so check plug- him out. Check out beat 'em off pros. <laughs> check out Aaron's plugged butt. Uh, and uh, check out at the low AC across all social medias, lowarmorcast.com, and of course the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/lowarmorcast. <laughs> for bonus materials and we will be back in two weeks with the results of a dexterity save for an entire press room do you want to actually plug anything Aaron (laughs) (laughs) yeah just uh uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube at Triple Aaron. Um, yeah, yep, we'll have around. to we'll have to have you as a guest on uh, Beat 'Em Off Bros uh, <laughs> yeah, sometime soon. Uh, but we'll be back See, in a couple weeks. That's where we watch only game themed porn parodies. <laughs> okay, that would be kind of dope. Though. Actually, that would I be mean, like I'd be hella in <laughs> <laughs> the Dying of Exposure Pornhub channel. Yeah. Then we just did we just come up with our Pornhub channel. Right. Right. Just yeah. come up with, it's just Beat it's just off. it's just reacts to game. <laughs> All right. Well, this product may launch. It may not launch. Your we'll Patreon find out. Stretch goals. <laughs> stretch goals. If you'd like to see us comment on stretch goals. Um, uh, uh, I'm will, sorry. We will be back in a couple weeks. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna make it easy. You could, in theory, get Wilton as like a good times boy that hangs out with you, but I want Wilton so bad in this party. You don't fucking understand what lengths I will go to. I will burn this fucking place to the ground. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because I was thinking about a plan, and you know, you're a good thing I I mentioned burning the place to the ground. God damn it, Aaron.